Okay, are you guys ready? Here we go. Hello, and welcome to the Filene Fill-In, the podcast where we fill you in on what's been going on here at Filene's home base and out and about in the financial services world. I'm Holly Fearing with Filene, and today we're going to be chatting with Fileener Jamise Harkley and Filene friend Sean Yokley, CEO and co-founder of Onboardability. Before we get to that, I just wanted to give a reminder to our new listeners of our podcast that you can catch all future episodes on iTunes, Stitcher, and SoundCloud. If you like what we're doing here, please go ahead and leave us a rating or a comment. And if you'd like to suggest something for a future show, you can tweet us at Filene Research, or you can get a hold of me at Fearing Holly, or email me at hollyf at filene.org. Thank you so much for listening to our podcast. And now on to today's show. Welcome, Jamise and Sean. Hello. Hi, Holly. Thank you for having us. Of course. I'm so glad to have you guys here. And uh, this is, I need to make note that this is Jamise's first time as a Filener on the show. And so um, I'm going to do a quick little intro. And and of course, Sean is our special guest today and Filene friend. So Jamise is our impact director. And what she does here is that she takes our, our Filene research and helps credit unions implement actionable programs to achieve their goals. As it says in your bio, Jamise, I was reading up on you, um, that this role fits perfectly because you love the credit union movement and you're committed to helping people. And I know you, and I know that's absolutely 100% true. So that's super awesome that you are in this role, and I'm so glad that you're on our podcast today. Oh, thank you. Also a big fan of the credit union movement is Sean. I was reading Sean's bio in preparation for today's show, and I found out that Sean has spent 18 years at Community America Credit Union, and he has a desire to help financial institutions completely transform the new account holder experience, which led him to create onboardability, which is what we're talking about today. So thank you again for joining us, and let's get right to it. Sean, can you tell us about onboardability, what it is, and how it helps credit unions serve their members? Sure. Uh, before I get started, though, I really want to take a quick second and uh, thank Filene for their partnership. Um, you know, I've valued Filene for a very long time and the role that you play within the credit industry, and have always been really impressed with your ability to fulfill your mission and support the industry. So I'm just really excited for this chance to work with you guys and all the great people at Filene and, and uh partner with you guys to bring a member-focused solution to the industry. So thank you very much. Um, so a little bit about our solution on boardability. Um, obviously, consumers don't open a new credit union account just for fun. You know, they do it because they've moved or they notice that the credit union has fewer fees or more services, or maybe they just got fed up with the poor service experiences at their bank and were intrigued by the credit union business model. Regardless of what triggers that move, though, from the first day that account is open through the entire first year, credits are really faced with a make-it-or-break-it window of opportunity. Um, research shows that nearly 75% of cross-sales occur within the first 90 days after the account is open. It also shows that new members are three times more likely to leave the institution than those members that have been with the credit union for over a year. So in essence, they're the most likely segment of the membership to purchase new products and services, but at the same time, they're the most likely segment to leave the organization. Um, it's really this reason that credit unions have a limited window to engage these new members and try to deepen those relationships with them and foster loyalty before they lose interest. And that's really where onboardability comes in. 
we created onboardability to help credit unions completely transform that overall new member experience during this critical first year of onboarding. Our solution is an automated new member onboarding platform that assists credit unions in maximizing the value of their new accounts. Um, credit unions put so much effort into acquiring the new members, that same level of effort or even more needs to go into building and retaining those relationships. Um, our turnkey digital solution assesses the key data elements from your credit union's core banking system on a daily basis to automatically drive a staged multi-channel onboarding journey. It's this journey that will enhance that new member experience with your credit union while at the same time giving you a chance to improve your bottom line. And Jamise, I suspect that there is a lot in that, what Sean just talked about, that caught Filene's eye. Can you tell us a little bit about how this program matches with what Filene does and, and the research that we've done, the challenges that we see, and our, um, our efforts to bring solutions to the market? Absolutely, Holly. You know, the wonderful thing about Filene is that everything starts out rooted in research. And so, you know, in partnering with Onboardability, something that we recognize was about 80% of the members of any credit union were eroding about 50% of their net income contribution of the top 20% of the performance. So let's just give you an example of that. You know, let's just say you've got tons of weights that you've got a team of 100 that can carry, but you've only got 20% of those that are moving the bulk, that are moving basically all of that weight from one end of a football field to the other end. That's a lot of pressure to put. Um, on those 20% of top performing members. So what we realized was that there are so many new members who are coming into an organization that it's very beneficial for organizations to um, have programs to make sure that when they're onboarded, they are informed about the programs and services. They have access to um, their account information. We even found that, you know, some some of the members were leaving credit unions and not even knowing their account number or still having to call to find out those, you know, simple things that would be very um, important to getting them deeply engaged within their credit union. So as you know, first impressions are certainly, you know, lasting impressions. And the member relationship, you only get that first time to really make a true good impression. So um, signing up with onboardability and looking at, as I said, from the research that we've done with um such reports as balancing member service or especially a lot of the member journey work that we've done, which has been a big thing that, you know, we discussed, that research itself pointed out to us that there was a need for um, an automated online technology that would keep members engaged and informed. And, I mean, and here we go. We have this great partnership with Sean that just solidifies the fact that there was a um, – a source out there to fill that need. Absolutely. Onboardability sounds like a very unique uh, a niche tool, and I'm willing to bet that there is an interesting background story to this. Sean, how did this idea come about? And, and we mentioned that you're driven by this desire to help these financial institutions transform the new account holder experience. Uh, how did that come to be? Well, I, I think for me it was rooted in, in kind of my previous experience and this kind of uh, my uh, li- lifelong exposure to, to credit unions and, and uh, um, their mission to serve members. And, you know, I've been involved in credit unions 
pretty much my entire life. My uh, my father spent 42 years in the industry as a CEO, and, and uh, I started working for my first credit union when I was in high school. And uh, that experience kind of continued through college, where I worked at the university credit union and a central credit union. And when I graduated, you know, I was lucky enough to get a job at Community American Kansas City. And as you mentioned before, I spent about 18 years there. And, um, you know, I came up through the marketing side and really loved that part of the business, but also got the chance to, you know, really be involved in pretty much every aspect of the business along the way. Um, but my last role at the credit union was running their CUSA organization, um, which really exposed me to more of kind of an entrepreneurial environment and really gave me the chance to see something start as kind of an idea and transform that into a successful company. So, you know, it was really that experience um, that I got most excited about the opportunity to really, um, you know, really start something new from scratch and, and really see it blossom. And then it's where I, you know, kind of got the bug to start my own company. So um, when I left the credit union to start my own company, I knew that I wanted to create an entity that um, solved the problem in a real way. And it was, you know, really simple for clients to understand and implement. And that's really what attracted me to the idea of onboardability most. Um, the ability to really help credit unions create a better experience for their members through a turnkey solution and really deliver that member experience that, that they're so focused on. In your experience, where, where do you see credit unions struggling the most with that challenge? Um, I, I think the biggest challenge to an effective onboarding strategy is really that of ownership and accountability. Um, rarely in a credit union is the ultimate responsibility of onboarding new members assigned. Um, so mm-hmm. instead, it's really kind of spread out amongst the various channels operations, technology, sales, and marketing functions, you know, they all kind of really play a role in that, but nobody's ultimately responsible for it. Um, And and so the ability to coordinate those processes across the members and products and the channels within the culture of the organization and and the infrastructure from a technology perspective is really challenging for even the most progressive financial institutions. So um, when, when no one's really responsible, ultimately it leads to an ineffective and inconsistent practices. Yeah, that's very true. I, I find that a lot with with um, situations where there isn't kind of ownership at, at the at the um, organization level. How about you, Jamise? Do you see credit unions struggling? The the funny thing for me is my background. Kind of before I came to Pilene, I had a little mix of indirect lending in there, and just looking at the fact that not all. Um, credit union members come to the credit union organically. They are joining sometimes through dealerships where they're not, you know, getting, they're not getting the skill as we've trained um, some of our specialists and your account representatives to um, delight the member with all of the information that will, you know, help them on their journey and get them deeply engaged with the organization. So you have that segment of the membership that also, even though they've joined, they have this idea that they have this wonderful um, rate because the rate was so great through the um, dealership that they purchased, but they have no idea how wonderful the organization that they've joined is beyond that um, awesome rate. So I think credit union certainly could um, could take a stab at um, getting deeper penetration in that indirect lending membership that's joining mm-hmm. and truly um, getting them deeply engaged and having their role to count as well. I think that's a great point, Jamise, because I think uh, what you find in a lot of credit unions is, is that we rely on that frontline staff to really uh, be the catalyst of our brand. And, and as we, you know, we fast forward into the future, 
more and more of our uh, either organic growth or growth through indirect channels is going to come through um, online, and they're not going to get that exposure as often as frequently to the frontline staff. So the ability to really um, provide a, an experience that's consistent with the credit union brand's uh, ideals is, is, is really important. While we have your genius brains on the show, what what advice do you have for credit unions that are that are seeing these struggles? Well, I, I think my recommendation recommendation would really um, be to start with centralizing the onboarding activities. Um, you know, having a specific role or a specific department ultimately be responsible for the execution and performance of the the onboarding uh, process will really help to add consistency and improve that member experience. So I think that's really step one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you know, just to kind of um, piggyback on that, Sean, the thing that you know is most important is recognizing, as I said, you've got twenty percent in most situations in credit unions where twenty percent of your top performers are, you know, really making the contribution to the credit union, and you've got to think that there's a large percentage of those slipping through the cracks, and that eighty percent that were new members that did not get the story in the manner that, you know, they should have to make them as deeply engaged as they would, we would want them to be. So, you know, the thing is, get your story out there. Have some mechanism to ensure that your story is being told consistently, whether it's through your staff or whether it's through a partner, um, like onboardability, which enables you to have that consistent storytelling all the time. Yeah, and just to piggyback on that, I think when you, when you uh, look at numbers in their first year and ask them, if they have lower levels of satisfaction, what's contributing to those lower levels? And typically it's two things. It's ease of use and the ability to find information. And so, you know, tackling those two issues, make it easy for people to do business with you um, and make it easy for your members to find the information that they need and get it right into their hands as quickly and as efficiently as possible really, really sets the stage for um, the ability to to, to move into those cross-sell opportunities that credit unions are thriving for. And, you know, something else, Sean, a lot of credit unions pay attention to what the member's journey is going to be through their tenure with the organization. But the big focus is when you get them in in the beginning, getting them so deeply engaged that you kick that journey off in the proper manner. Absolutely. I wanted to ask you guys if you've had any uh, personal experiences with other organizations or, or companies as a consumer on the other side of this, um, that you've had either a really great engagement or onboarding um, experience with the company or, or a terrible one. Can you share kind of a, a little bit about your personal story in, in that regard? Well, hey, I'm a frequent flyer. So for me, my onboarding conversation goes to getting on a plane. And that's not always great. So, <laughs> <laughs> so what's good about it or what's bad about it? Well, hey, sometimes, you know, that, that, that bringing you on process, you've got this timely manner. And, but the thing I will tell you that's good about it is the fact that you get all of these notifications when you're not going to be boarded, you know, at the proper time. Mm-hmm. Or you're, you're always informed when the next time will be available, where your bags are. There's always this constant communication. So that I will say, since I've used that as my example, that I will say is they're very informative in that sense. So always providing that constant information and making me feel engaged with this is very important. Sean, do you have anything to add? Sure. Uh, you know, I just recently had an experience the last couple of weeks. Um, 
I was at my son's basketball practice and wasn't paying attention and uh, took a basketball to the face and, and oh. broke my glasses, um, which the boys thought was a lot more funny than I did. But uh, um, <laughs> but I took the opportunity to uh, you know try this online eyewear process. So yeah, I went to Warby Parker and, and uh, um, found the, the process to be you know really seamless. They had a really well designed digital experience, and, and I won't bore you with the details of the process. But the, the thing that um, I found most interesting was um, I uploaded, you know, my prescription. I ordered my first pair of glasses with them. They came. It was great. I got all the communication through the process. But then, you know, uh, several days later along the way, um, they they used what little of information that they had acquired uh, about me through that process to already start triggering a sales process. So, you know, they used some information from my prescription and found that, um, my prescription was going to be uh, expiring soon, and they used that to prompt me to come back to buy more eyewear. So, you know, it's that ability to gather information along the way with your new customer and leverage that information to assist kind of the consumer in their buying journey is, is really an experience that retailers are starting to master, and, and, and credit unions really need to follow suit. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I just have to point out that I did hear Jamise giggling in the background as you were telling the story about your real Yeah, I'm sure. Thanks, Jamise. I appreciate that. Yeah, I just want to make sure everyone knows. And we've gotten so close through this process, John. It's okay. (laughs) Yeah, I know. You could just see it happening, can't you? (laughs) It's it's a good visual, I have to say. There you go. (laughs) No, but thank you for sharing that story because I think that that helps to kind of just um, break out of our bubbles sometimes a little bit. So let's just talk shop for a second here. And, and maybe Jamise, you can help us understand this. What does the onboardability engagement look like with Filene? How does it work? And, you know, how, how are credit unions going to be able to, to take advantage of this? Okay. So what credit unions will be allowed to do, we've actually launched this pilot and so with this pilot launch, we're looking for at least 30 credit unions to join us in this quest to really understand the engagement process and onboarding new members. And so the great thing is those 30 participants will help us ask, answer certain research questions. They will share information with us that we will, over a two-year time period, assess to, you know, to determine whether... Um, what other options will credit unions have to move forward and what kind of data did we um, bring out through this research? And so some of those questions are about, well, is being a part of onboardability, did it improve, increase, or enhance your new member engagement, usage, experience, and satisfaction? Because the big thing that, you know, we promote is everyone wants to um, – want to create those net promoters in their organization. And so the wonderful thing about looking at that is we see how over that 365-period time of engagement, what were those members' strengths? Were they, um, you know, overall satisfied? Were their usage, was their usage increased just simply because they were taking part of onboardability? And another thing that we're also going to do through this work is look at does onboardability reduce attrition? Will we be able to um, make a dent in some of those members who credit, where credit unions are losing them just simply because they're not as well informed and they don't know that the credit union offers a mortgage or they don't know what the process would be for them to move their checking over to the credit union. We'll look at all of those things and we'll also take those 
um, this study, as we do with any other study, and we'll look at some demographics as well to see how to remember demographics. They're using the programming service and how deeply engaged certain members of your demographics are, and hopefully we'll be able to um, help organizations make some adjustments and increase that number, increase the number of member new members being deeply engaged and reduce their attrition. And now, the, you know, the other thing about this is, is the benefit of joining onboardability um, for credit unions. Our biggest thing is, you know, we're looking to help credit unions foster loyalty. And that's beginning on day one when the member um, starts with that credit union. We want to reach them quickly regardless of the channel in which they like to communicate. And we'd love to reduce member effort, something that Sean, you know, mentioned on down a little bit ago in the conversation, reducing member effort and creating an ease of use for that member allows us to provide them timely notifications of simple things as though that their account has even been opened or that they are ready for online activation, which, you know, you'd be surprised how many people are missed by that. And as we spoke about slowing down attrition, one of the biggest things about attrition is we're going to use the most critical touch point and that's their first engagement and first impression with the organization to help develop that member into a, a deeply engaged member. But we also want to make them financially savvy and we want to help them understand what your organization offers and how those, how those benefits will, um, you know, just be great in their financial lives. And lastly, what onboardability on does that will be great for organizations is the fact that they will benchmark measure and improve the member experience by using digital surveys and data capture to learn your members' needs. Um, there's a cool thing, um, and Sean may want to mention this a little bit, where they look at analytics to see who's clicking on what to ensure that when your members are clicking on certain items for their needs, they're going to feel it. Sean, can you kind of touch on that a little bit? Sure, that's the uh, behavioral tracking. So we uh, engage in behavioral tracking across all of our channels that we um, integrate into the communication processes, um, including the credit union's website, any email communication or social media interactions that we have. And we leverage that behavioral data to, to really understand uh, what the propensities are for buying uh, buying products and services with the credit union, so, um, or if there are uh, service gaps or uh, areas of opportunity to enhance the information that we're sharing. So it's really leveraging the behaviors that the members are listening when interacting with your brand to really enhance that, that experience with them. Another great thing about this is onboardability is, as I said, just a great addition to the fact that we've been so engaged in the member journey and we've been arming our members for years in how to improve the member journey and how to um, create that ease of use. But the great thing is now we're taking our focus to day one and ensuring that they're deeply engaged and informed and we're creating that roadmap to get them to that point of um, using your organization and making your financial institution their home. Mm-hmm. That's really smart. I mean, as a marketing and communications person, my ears just are perked up when I hear that because that's so often the missing piece. So where can listeners of our podcast learn more about onboardability? Jamise, who can they contact if they want to get more information? 
Well, you can always go to Filene.org and look at the programs and services tab where you will find onboardability. They're live at the very first tab. You click there, you're able to see tons of information about onboardability, and you're also able to see um, some of the um, webinar. Well, the first webinar we'll actually be having this March 2nd, it will be listed there. And you can also go to onboardability.com and check out Sean's site. And if you have any questions about onboardability, I encourage everyone to call me. Um, or you can go on to finally.org and find me there. And I'm more than willing to answer any questions. They can also reach me directly. Uh, my email address is sean at onboardability.com. And my direct phone number is 816 434 0455. Awesome. We'll put that information in the links to the show. You heard it from them. Get a hold of Jamise or Sean for more information. Anything else you guys want to say to our listeners before we wrap up the podcast? You know, I just really want to wrap it up just um, and, and reiterate that, um, you know, onboardability's passion for the credit union industry and for the member matches that of the credit unions and their staffs. And, and, and I can tell you from experience, I know that finding partner solutions who carry your same member-driven focus and commitment can be challenging. So, you know, we're really excited to bring our solution to the industry and are thrilled to be doing it in partnership with such a great organization as Filene and, and, and really look forward to, to working with credit unions. Yeah, and from my end, Holly, the, the big thing about this is in order, the intention behind getting engaged is to get married, right? So I would hope that once um, organizations start to see that they want, they're getting their members engaged, they can they consider the fact of having a deep and long marriage with these members, and that's exactly what we want to help them do. Is I'm cross that hump, and I'd also encourage everyone to go to filing.org and check out some of our um, research that specifically targeted toward this topic, which you've got um, member effort benchmarking, measuring the ease of use, and balancing member service with organizational efficiency. So I just encourage everyone to check those out and also check Sean and I out with our webinars on March 2nd, March 28th, and April 13th, where you can go to filing.org and sign up for those events. Yes, definitely. Check out those webinars for sure. And again, I'll put the links to those in the show notes. Jamise, you win the analogy game for the day. Great analogy. I love that. <laughs> Thank you guys both. This is really great information, so appreciate you guys for joining us. Thank you so much. Thanks. So that is it for the fill-in, folks. Uh, thank you for listening, and thank you again to Jamise and Sean for joining us in conversation. Don't forget to subscribe, review us on iTunes, SoundCloud, and Stitcher, and be sure to catch us next time on the Filene Fill-In Podcast to keep up with what's going on here at Filene. Thanks, everyone. Uh, Holly, if there's anything that jumps out when you're listening, if you, if you need us to re-record anything or anything, feel free to just reach out. And, sure. Uh, give me a shout. We can do it again. So. Thank you. I'm not saying another word. <laughs> no, I'm not going to call it me. <laughs>